Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to One for the Road the podcast about running and the rest of your life. This time, it's all about London Marathon. Hi, Harry. Hi, Lizzie. So this time, we're going to kick straight off with... Um, some reaction to our last podcast yeah so we had a little chat about food before and had a well it went off on a bit of a ramble but it kind of went down quite well we had some good reaction on Twitter Um, so a couple of people got in touch saying that they really enjoyed our chat and said that they kind of liked that we were talking about stuff and it was good to know that they weren't the only ones that felt that way so that was really nice yeah we're feeling super reassured that other people are going through or having the same or having turmoil about food in general and we had a email come in too and I thought um they actually wanted us to to share uh what they said and I think I think we should uh as it's always good to hear another point of view yeah so I'm reading this out after hearing the last one for the road podcast I wanted to add in another opinion I do think we are running through an epidemic of orthorexia or fatty eating, or jumping on the bandwagon, or whether whatever you want to call it. But one thing that unites this, and diagnosed eating disorders, is a sense of control and personal choice. If you decide to stop eating wheat because someone has told you it's the devil, you have a choice. You have control. And if a cookie looks good, and you can choose to eat it, or choose to take power, and feel smug about not eating it. Which, I got diagnosed as gluten intolerant at Christmas as well as a few other problems which combined were causing some catastrophic problems with my health. This diagnosis followed over 18 months of invasive exploratory procedures. If it's a hole and they can put a tube in it, I've had it. And hospital stays. The difference between myself and what was discussed on the podcast is that I now have no choice. I feel completely out, completely out of control and sometimes helpless. If I choose to eat that cookie because it looks good, I choose to be ill all of the next day. If I choose to follow that cookie with a croissant the next day, I choose to have a relapse. It can be a very lonely and alienating place, not the place on Instagram where the health bloggers club together in a team against the evil gluten. See, I think it was really good to have another point of view because we're obviously coming at it from two people that have that choice and um, any kind of weirdness that we have, we could take control of if we wanted to. So, yeah, it was very interesting other opinion yeah um, we really love hearing those so thanks yeah and i'd say there's definitely articles still popping up about this i think i sent you one i think there's mm. something that we're putting maybe it'll be in the newsletter um that so this is a topic that's obviously never gonna stop being discussed so we welcome more thoughts as we go along so tell me what you've been up to lissy 
Um, I'm going to kind of combine my high and low into one thing. And it's, sure. uh, we're going to talk about this a lot more later, so I'm going to keep it brief. And that is the London Marathon. So, high, because obviously, as we touched on last time, very excited. Low, as I feel like 90% of the people I know are running it. Mm. And I'm just feeling a little bit left out. Oh, and you're getting some FOMO. Uh, kind of. I was going to say, <laughs> is this a sign of Kind, kind of, of everything apart from the actual running part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in two WhatsApp groups with... Uh, one's got four other people one's got five other people and they're all running it and then I just pop up every sort and be like I'm drunk <laughs> okay. like the token I'm sure I'm like, they're really enjoying you <laughs> at the moment I'm like the token drunk auntie in the corner and they're all like training hard and not drinking and eating really not well and I'm like I've had a donut I'm drunk again and that's all that's happening <laughs> I think that's so really that is fun. a high in some ways but also feeling a bit uh, unfit and rubbish about it at the same time. Well, as I saw you tweet some advice to marathon runners oh the other God. day, I, th- I think you're you're the drunk auntie who's also shouting, but useful, useful advice useful to information. people. Okay, I think we'll come back to that later, actually, because yes. we need to cover that. <laughs> Amazing. Tell me about your high first. Um, ah, my high was actually only just this weekend, or last weekend, um, was I did uh, that run through who we've talked about before because yeah. I'm a bit of a fan of theirs because they do really good flapjack at the end of their races uh, they're also excellently organised uh, I did the Battersea 10k again because I did one with our friend Steph back in January and we were discussing how we wanted to have another chance to hit a 10k and try and get a PB and she's been injured and actually it ended up that we were going to run and catch up and because I think there's a combination of the fact we both were very sh- very focused on not being PBing or not running fast um, and because Steph is a naturally fast runner even when a bit injured uh, it meant I was just trying to keep up frequently on four laps of the course I kept going I need to slow down a bit I think I'm just going to slow down a little bit <laughs> uh, but kept thinking I can't slow down because she's the one that's coming back from an injury I'm supposed to be fine um, but she uh, it I got a PB. Yay! So, so all for this <laughs> to say. Yeah, all for this to say. I got a PB. Um, so I feel quite proud because... That's good. Yeah, it came out of nowhere a bit. And I'm having a bit of... I've had a bit of like a, a real ups and downs with my running at the moment. I mean, I've been running, so I should be grateful for that. <laughs> but I've definitely been a bit like not really in the mood. Uh, so yeah, I feel a bit like, oh, it's made me get a bit more involved. So I'm very happy with that. Um, low. My low... Well, I just fell over again. <laughs> I love that when I told you, you were like, again? And so, RIP to another pair of Lululemon leggings. Oh, no. Although, I am still going to wear them. But they do, the hole is getting, like, progressively That's bigger. really, so I think really I might try and upsetting. set it up. Well, you know, no. someone is going to New York pretty soon, yeah, so. I know, I think I have to put it in order. I'm definitely going. It's the same knee as well. <laughs> They'll have a sale on or something. And it's, it's just, just cheaper, cheaper in dollars, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Even if you can just pretend it's cheaper. <laughs> uh, but my knee is quite like gross carpet burn kind of style now. Nice. Big plaster on it. Tried to do some yoga this morning. Couldn't go down on that knee. Oh. So d- had to do everything on one leg. A lot more painful. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really enjoy that. And it was just really like, you're a we're grown up. You yeah, fall over. you don't fall over when you're grown up. Yes, yeah, so I thought... Put really plaster like... on your knee. You need some like ones with dinosaurs on. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I think I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit of a low. Um, oh, and I wanted to recap on Reading because yeah, that was in the last two weeks. Yeah, that was a good race because, as we've discussed, I was feeling a bit mere about running, and 
I'd gone with two friends who were so excited I think just to be like a bit like first race of the season kind of attitude <laughs> and I was a bit nervous little puppies that yeah they're like really excited little puppies and I was a little bit nervy about it all what's that cartoon where they're like let me at them let, let me at them that's exactly what they were like and actually the race is really well organized it's a vitality one the same as Ron Hackney the medal is amazing it has like so it's a lion <laughs> lion not line. <laughs> oh yeah, a lion. Lion. It's a, a circle, and then there's another circle inside with a picture of a lion on it that you that can spin. Spins. <gasps> Amazing. Never seen that before. I was like, what is this? So that's incredible. But the big question was: it worth running round the streets of Reading? So things I've learned <laughs> about Reading. Um, <laughs> I went. To, I think what I did learn mostly was that uh, there were a lot of downhills, mm. not very, but some very steep, mean uphills. Um, you run along a dual carriageway. Mm. I think people could have warned me about that. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I tried to warn you about that. <laughs> I like that they put on... There's a lot of promotional material. A lot of, like, just, you know, people chat about it. People chat about it being a really good PB course. Like, it being fast. I believe there might even be a piece of material that says it's the fastest one in Britain. Well, no. <laughs> because it's undulating. There are long downhills, but there are also uphills that are not nice. It does end in a stadium, and that's awesome. I've never run in a stadium before. And you yeah. get that thing where you run in and you hear the wall of sound, and yeah. then you're running on, well, you know, it's like padding because it's not the tra- it's not track. It's, you know. Is it worth the other, the previous 12.8 miles, I would imagine, that it was not in the stadium? <laughs> I had to spend a lot of the time in the rest of the course in my head being like, there's a really good medal. You can end in a stadium. The last 300 metres are in a stadium. <laughs> That's going to be really cool because I really did find it quite hard to motivate myself mm. when running about two miles along a George carriageway, dual carriageway with cars coming the other direction. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah. The weather was glorious. <laughs> I'm not... Unless Reading is your hometown and you're like, you know, I love Reading. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's one that... Not... You wouldn't make a trip back. You don't back. need to necessarily make a trip back. Not in a rush. But for that med... I'm still... Like, <laughs> Just the medal. The medal for that, maybe. Cool. Okay. Talking Lots, of races. Yeah, loads of other races have happened in the last two weeks. Mostly marathons, actually. Yeah, so, seasons are, the season is on. Yes, definitely. So since our last recording, we've had... This is probably not an extensive list because I don't keep track of every world marathon. <laughs> but, um, at least Paris, Manchester, Brighton, Hamburg and Boston have all happened since wow. our last recording. So, As in, we only recorded two weeks ago. Yep. And at this point, we'd like to especially congratulate someone who is a regular listener who did Manchester... Um, last weekend and that is Jill who ran a sub three marathon at Manchester and it was just really good to see because she's like trained like a mad woman for it and done lots and lots of running so yeah it was just really good to see someone kind of achieve what they'd hoped to do that's amazing I also, I'm like, still flying flabbergasted by the time stupidly speedy just, well done Jill yeah, oh my God. amazing oh and I hope she enjoyed it it's a good atmosphere in Manchester and we had someone at Paris, uh, reporter on the ground, let's, let's sound profesh. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds so profesh. Um, who was going to do an on the run for us, but forgot his phone. So um, did an after the run, which I think is more entertaining and is a great insight for anyone about to run a marathon this weekend. Yeah, this is a, a bit of food for thought, I think. So Sam ran Paris marathon last a uh, couple of weeks ago and basically recorded something for us straight after he'd finished 
and yes this is what you can look forward to straight after a marathon <laughs> Uh, this is one for the road, or off on the road, whatever it's called. Uh, so it's by far and away the hardest thing I've ever done. I've just ruined at the moment, so I can be sick, I'm going to pass out. It's hot, uh, I don't know, I got TV by about an hour. Shit. I'm in a lot of pain, and I've got to get the train back to Marlow tonight. And I've got about two and a half hours to do it. Very much regretting that. Uh, doing this, I've even got bits of orange in my teeth. The last straw, and I can't find my other phone. All in all. So he sounds like he's having a good time. <laughs> mm. I don't think I've ever sound, heard him sound so out of it before. So Yeah, that sounded like a tough race. Yeah. We hope you're okay now, Sam. <laughs> I hope you don't hate running forever now. Um, so now we move on to the London Marathon section of the podcast <laughs> as you can tell this is really exciting about so it is T minus not that many days away it's we are weekend. in marathon week yeah we are in marathon week officially in marathon week honestly I'm so much more excited than I was last year right? it's quite ridiculous yeah you are um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking at you so incredulously across the table <laughs> Um, yeah, never been this excited in the week before a marathon before. Anyway, um, we know lots of people running this year, or have run in the past, or a mixture of both, it turns out. Mm. Um, so we thought we would get some of their views on either why they're excited or some tips on what to expect on running the London Marathon. Yeah, because, you know, we're not really the ones to ask. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ben and this is my first year running London. What are you most looking forward to about running London? Probably the crowds, kind of being sort of encapsulated in all of the great things about running and sport in London, my favourite city. And what is the thing you've learned the most through marathon training? I hate running now. I didn't used to, but I do now. <laughs> That's it really. My name is Melanie Rose and this is my first time running London Marathon. And what are you most looking forward to about running London? making my mum really proud of me and that's what I think I'm most looking forward to and seeing all my friends who have trained really hard but just running in my city because I've lived in London for 10 years and this is my 10 year anniversary so it's even more special and what's been the most surprising thing about training for a marathon? This is the first time I've ever trained for a race so I think the most surprising thing is how easy I've found training actually. I thought it would be way harder and I've actually quite enjoyed like my 20 mile runs but that's mostly because I've been running with all the women run collective that Sora Walsh set up. Hi my name is Charlie and this is my first time running the London Marathon. The thing I'm most looking forward to is probably seeing all those amazing faces along the route. The biggest lesson I've learned from marathon training is that sleep is key. My name's Francis and I ran the London Marathon in 2013. The thing I enjoyed most about it was it's uh, it's like your home race, so all of your friends and family are out to cheer you on and uh, it's a great spectacle. The one piece of advice I'd give to people running it for the first time is to follow the blue line because it's the shortest uh, route around the course. If you deviate from it, you can end up running half a mile more than you need to and that's obviously going to affect your time, so follow that blue line. Hi, my name's Lizzie Pollard and I ran the London Marathon in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2015 and soon to be 2016, which is quite a few times, but I think that is proof of just how amazing the London Marathon is and what a brilliant experience it is. 
I just remember the first time I ran it, I was completely overwhelmed with the support and the number of people that line the roads to come and cheer you on. Every single inch of the route now has people on it. And when you're feeling a bit low, you might be struggling a bit and someone calls out your name. It's just quite emotional, really. I've got to admit, I've cried a few times. Don't tell anyone about that. In terms of tips, I guess it's a bit like your wedding day. Uh, I imagine it goes really fast it's over like that so lap up every single moment of it um enjoy it because you've been working really hard for it for months and you'll be basking in the glory of it for days afterwards or even weeks and you'll probably want to sign up for another marathon straight away my other tip would be it's all about the phone battery don't be an idiot and try and post loads of social media updates from the start line because there is no reception and you'll just drain your battery trying to do so and so then you won't have a phone for when you need music or if you've got like an app that you're using and you'll be really bummed out about that hi my name's chris um and i did the london marathon in 2015 the thing i enjoyed most about the marathon was really looking forward to seeing my friends on the course, and that would have been from where we where we started down in Blackheath throughout up to mile 21, where I knew a lot of my friends were going to be, and that that kind of kept me going actually. When I was coming through, like I think it was towards Canary Wharf, where things got a little bit tough, so I really looked forward to that. And I think there were a lot of wonderful things about running the London Marathon because I'm a London. I was born in East London. The fact that I saw a lot of people that I recognised from growing up in the city on the course, that was really nice too, like, you know, people that you see in the post office or people that you might have been in the supermarket, friends from school that you've lost contact with. And that's really, really nice and wonderful. If I was going to give any, any advice, really, it would be more about, you know, running your own race. It's important to do that. Try not to get caught up in what other people are doing. But also, um, you know, celebrate the achievement of doing a marathon. I remember... London was my third marathon and I think after every marathon I have a mixture of different emotions. Sometimes I feel like I never want to run ever again. Other times I'm like kind of like, oh, I'm curious to know what I could do next time. Will I be better at doing it in the set in terms of maybe I'd feel less pain? I mean, going for a time is great, but I often just think you try and measure the race on how much you enjoyed it. And also I think, you know, whatever emotion comes, just kind of embrace it. I think you get so many different emotions. And, and one of the bigger achievements is knowing that you have done something that 1% of the world's population has done. And that's quite fantastic. There's not many people that have run the 26.2. And that in itself is a fantastic and wonderful achievement. For all those doing it, good luck. And I hope it's a fantastic race. Enjoy it. So that was just a few of our um, friends that are running it. If you're also running London, let us know on Twitter at OFTR podcast let us know your number so we can keep an eye out for you because we'll be cheering yeah look out for Lizzie she's got many treats (laughs) well that sounds like I'm gonna like do something crazy anyway (laughs) I'll love a jelly baby (laughs) yeah that's a great (laughs) love a jelly baby Um, so that's enough tips for runners I'm sure there's a few more people that are gonna be cheering so we thought we'd do our yeah mm, yeah We've cheered a few times. I've cheered a few races. I'm going to give you a guide. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little bypass guide. I would actually like to say I'm probably more seasoned in cheering than I am running now. So That's true. I like <laughs> I agree. Especially marathons. They're great. So, top okay. tips. Okay. Well, with it, I think there are things that are generic across all races. Maybe you can dabble into the London specifics. Yes. I think you'll be good for that. I would say go prepared. Get a map. Get the numbers of the runners. Get an app if they've got one. Mm-hmm. And go like hydrated and with snacks because you never know where you're going to end up. Yes, I think this is especially important in London because it's not that easy to get around. So, oh no, underestimate. Yeah, underestimate. Well, is in well, oh yeah, 
over-prepare but underestimate how much you can move around. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yes, that's a good point. It's not going to be like Barcelona where I popped up four different places. You're probably going to get one or two opportunities, I'd mm. say. It's mm. quite hard to move around the transport system. Very busy. Yeah, also, don't you don't want to be stuck with no water and no snacks. Snacks are very important. Yeah. Just in life, really. Yeah, that's Not true. just when chewing them out. We'd advise anyway. Uh, yeah, and the bathroom, like... There's no mm. you. I always seem to end up somewhere where there is no bathroom in immediate vicinity. Yeah, and you end up just having to beg, borrow, and steal. I am actually a bit worried about this because the place where I'm planning on standing for probably yeah, most it of it doesn't have a bathroom. So you have to go into a pub. Might be a duck behind a car scenario. <laughs> <laughs> urban, urban we, urban we. Um, yes. What else do I say? Oh yeah, on the map front. Um, also the app for London is notoriously shit like so it would be good to have an idea of what pace you think your people that you're looking for are going to run at so Mm -hmm. you have an idea of roughly when they're going to turn up Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be kind of like staring down the road looking at every single person for like three hours no because you know that's (laughs) the thing that I don't think I I think at London I noticed the most about how many people are coming through at once and how hard it is to make to start to see anybody or anything it becomes just like a total sea of people constantly. It happens really fast as well. Yeah. Like after the elites come through, it's all of a sudden just like all of the people. Yeah. And it just feels Four constant. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels constant. So Four maybe even if you really are wanting to see people or you want the runner to see you, think about whether you can have something that makes you stand out, whether you can discuss what side of the road you might stand on, because it's really hard as a runner to spot people. That's actually a very good point. It's probably easier for the runner to find you than you to find the runner. Well, I definitely say when I've been running races, I've more frequently found people. I've been the one to be like, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I do that at all year. Like, cheer me. Hello. I'm yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah. Be really specific with where you're going to be. That helped with me, with my mum. So mm-hmm. she was just after Tower Bridge and she told me that she was just opposite Tops Tiles. <laughs> so I literally stopped at Tops Tiles and just walked along the crowd until I saw her because I was like there's only about 20 metres that she can be in it's yeah. going to be in this gap here somewhere oh that's good I'd um, say yeah things to make you stand out I have just ordered some cheerleader pom-poms from eBay so I will have some purple sparkly cheerleader pom-poms <laughs> and a cowbell <laughs> I was going to say I hope you bring in your cowbell and I will be just before mile 21 I'm writing a note to remember to bring my cowbell <laughs> literally written it down um other tips for cheerers is you just have to have no shame like don't be shy about clapping at other people shouting no, at them always, like always just go with the encouragement you like how much it means to have someone shout your name or even just catch your eye when you're running past it's so special me and steph were in berlin were in an area that was quite sparse on the spectators and we had a cowbell and we were just ringing it making so much noise and the looks we were getting <laughs> from who are these crazy people you just have to embrace that yeah it's not so much of a problem in london because there's so many so many crowds cheer your heart yeah and i'd say if you were meeting someone so if you have got someone you know you're running and you want to meet them after i don't think the finish is a good no at least not the immediate finish there is no phone signal no oh yeah exactly if you're going to do it be again be prepared say exactly where you're going to be they Mm. have um letters so maybe like the surname so yeah. it's really annoying because my surname starts with W, so I had to walk all the way around <laughs> to the very end of the alphabet. And then I had to wait quite a long time for my mum to turn up. Um, and when she did, she had a cold mocha because I said what I wanted was a mocha. And she was like, oh. it's cold now. I was like, I don't care. I just want milk and chocolate. The best. I wanted a pretzel. I got a pretzel. That's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe 
it depends. It depends if you're okay with just collapsing and waiting, which at the end of a marathon probably is the best yeah, option. All you want to do. Maybe that's the way as well. Like the, for the runner to be the person who just like stands still yes. and doesn't move, and the cheerers go and find them. But be prepared that it might not be immediate. Yeah, it can be pretty tricky around that finish area. What else have we got? Is that it? Yeah, what I think they're the main things. Yeah, snacks and be loud. They're my main ones. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and get there early like see and get stay there stay for the like as much as you can because you see the whole breadth of every type of runner person from all over the world coming for this like one special big moment oh. we're like getting emotional talking about it yeah <laughs> so obviously we'll have a recap on how we found the london marathon um next episode but for now you can find us on the internet and also Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com just know if you're running just a reminder um on twitter and instagram we are at oftr podcast our email address is oftr podcast at gmail.com oh we're doing it again um and our website is oftr podcast at wordpress.com i think that's all of them that is oh and join our newsletter oh yeah join the newsletter the link is on the website and um yeah we'll see you in a fortnight see you soon bye Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.